So today we're talking about Jesus and how so easily we grow up and we forget our roots. Can you believe that? We forget who we were serving. We forget the God who created us and we're all struggling and everything. So we're, we're going to drop some insights today. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. We have a guest today. I am so excited. Her name is Sheryl Cummings. She was born in Jamaica. She is married with three kids. She's a minister and a gospel playwright. It's called Torn Between Two Masters. She has a master's degree in Christian ministry and pastoral leadership from Grand Canyon University. She's a member of Changing a Generation. She also serves in the community, is a bishop, serves as a nursing home minister and street evangelist. Girl, I am so glad to have you here today. I am glad to be here. I'm excited. So today we're talking about Jesus and how so easily we grow up and we forget our roots. Can you believe that? We forget who we were serving. We forget the God who created us and we're all struggling and everything. So we're, we're going to drop some insights today. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. Shereel, I am so excited to have you here today. And I have to set this up so people totally understand like how we even met. So I was talking to my son, Will, the other day. And he's like, Mom, are you having a fun time in Georgia? I rented a podcast studio for the radio show. And I said, you will not believe this. And he's like, I think I will. Because I am a great friend collector. And I can just find wonderful people in a heartbeat. One of my family members was flying in from town. And I went to pick them up. And they're like, you are not going to believe this Uber driver. She is so amazing. And so we got to talking, and my family member was sharing information about us and our family. And before you know it, Shereel and I are in my driveway (laughs) in Atlanta. We are laughing. We are praying. I mean, people keep walking their dog because they want what we've got. They're like, what is going on here? (laughs) We want it to rub off. And before we knew it, oh my gosh, we were just best friends. We had already shared our contact information. We may have to go to dinner after this, girl. Exactly. (laughs) When I first met you, you're a big personality. Yes, yes. I love people. (laughs) (laughs) You totally do. I felt like when you were in my driveway, I'm like, she loves me too. You smile and you're just so pure of heart. Like I can tell that you just love people. When I saw you and we began talking, a lot of the topic was on how oftentimes we grow up and there's these struggles of like, it's almost like we forget where Jesus is. It's, you know, we have these roots, you know, I know I'm from the Bible Belt here and we just came out of the wound and we were a Baptist, you know, or Mm -hmm. (laughs) Methodist, a Catholic, you know, you just... You just come out and you choose because that's the way it is. Okay. And then my sons, when we moved out of state, out of the Bible Belt, they came home and they said, Mom, it's so wild because there's a lot of atheists in our class, people who don't believe in God or any God. What do you say to those who are like struggling with, you know, forgetting their roots and trying to do life on their own, on their own terms? 
I can meet someone and we get to talking about worldly things. And before long, I'm talking about Jesus because all my life, that's all I've known. But yet I too strayed. When I was 16, I came into the faith, went to college, was still in the faith, but yet not like I am today. So it was a process. It was a growing process. So when I meet people today, like we just came out of the COVID, we came out of now we're in shortage. We find um, there's wars in other countries and different things. And as a believer, I, I know what my purpose is to stay on my face. Not saying I don't have struggles, not saying that sometimes the world's way look good to stray you away. But I look to that eternal blessedness that is waiting for me. And so I cannot even even think to make my my feet go to the left or to the right I stay focused because I stay connected so to those who are struggling for me you know I recognize I have to be light I have to be light and I have to continue to sharpen myself so every day I'm out with people that are struggling every day and I just try to give them a hopeful message that you can do all things through Christ. You know, I know you're not alone. He has not forsaken you. He has a purpose and a plan for your life. You know, just continue to pray. And then at the end, I'll just give them my phone number. You need prayer, just call me. You know, but it is hard to just really stay focused when life beats you hard for some of those people. But yet in the midst of it, I I just think that it's for us as believers to just keep encouraging people to show them the light. And I felt that from you when we were in the driveway. I'm just like, this is so crazy that <laughs> you go pick up a family member and before we know it, we are just talking. It's almost like this... Um, like the lightning bugs, you know, that come out at night. They, uh-huh. it, at one point, that's all you can see anymore, or just it's the light in the darkness. Praise God. And that's the way it is when, you know, even if you strayed from God, you know, and you're thinking, oh, well, I got saved when I was little, and I asked Jesus into my heart, or I got baptized, or any of those things, and you have that testimony. Sometimes when we go to college or high school, peer pressure, COVID created maybe different habits. Yeah. And before you know it, it's like that Apple phone without the charger. If you don't have that, I mean, God is, he's, he's our creator. He's, he's the one and only. He is. And I know it's easy sometimes to just push and strive and create and try to make something happen, but it feels like a pulling a horse to water that won't drink. That's exactly right. <laughs> and there are so many perks to having Jesus in your life. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes, Freedom. Sometimes, you you know, with the politics and all the, the wars and the, the stuff that's going on, sometimes it's you don't even know how to pray. You just, if you can just say the name of Jesus. That's enough. Yeah, that's all. That's all it takes because he's all. the power. Yes, he is. And he's, it is amazing the power you get when you just stop for a minute. Take a break. No matter what's going on in your life, if you just stop. And then you might mope a little bit. You sit there. You got your hands full. You're thinking about all that you're going through. And then all of a sudden, you just say, Jesus. And the more you say, Jesus. And the more you say, Jesus. You just start finding yourself getting up and up and up. He's our coffee in the morning. 
He's that Maxwell House coffee that's good to the last drop for me. He is my Doracell. He just keep on keeping on my Timex that take a licking and keep on ticking. So when you find Jesus, you just find a friend forever. You know what it's like to have a friend forever? It's like you call him in the midnight hour. You could call him any time of day. You could do anything. Tell him all your secrets. That's just how it is with knowing Jesus. It's just being able to put your confidence in him and trust him no matter what's going on. And it sounds easier, but it's a practice that we have to do every day. You have to do it every day no matter what's going on. I read a story, the children of Israel, according to Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, and I was reading that. And I went above the 29-11. You know, we like to get excited about the purpose and the plan and the expected end that he has for our lives as believers. But one of the things that I learned was he said all things work together for the good. But how can being in captivity good? When we find ourselves in a strange place, how can we sing in a strange land? You want me to sing? You want me to shout? They were in that strange land, the children of Israel, in a strange land, in captivity. And God sent the word through the prophet, you need to sing here. You need to make it your home. You need to have children. You need to get your children marry your daughters and your sons and you need to just make it home and and you're going to stay 70 years how do you do that Mm -hmm. but yet the bible is one of the instructions that help us and even help me when i'm going through and where i'm at in my life to say look you're not alone this is nothing new that you're going through so iron sharpen iron like even being here on this um, podcast with you today is sharpening me it let me know that I'm in a season in my life that I need other people and other people are divinely connected to our purpose and that's how we breathe in this life today connected to the right source come on somebody that's a good one right Ooh, there <laughs> you know it's true because I wake up in the morning and I'm like Lord just You know, lead me and guide me. Give me wisdom. Let your Holy Spirit give me wisdom. And I want to be open to what you have in store, you know. And, you know, when I met you and when I met Coach Bruce, it was like, it just felt like an instant connection. And God wants us to have that connection. We are are better together, right? When we are holding hands, we're better together. And I know sometimes, you know, when you're driving down the road and you see, people that have stickers on their car that's like football or you know georgia bulldogs or arizona cardinals whatever it is and i think that is our identity in the south i mean look at this accent i have you know you hear this and people still ask me where are you from <laughs> like here <laughs> it sounds good well, to me <laughs> but uh for instance you know when i moved west people would say i, I couldn't find grits or a fried okra to save my life and people would say what is a grit and i'm like oh dear lord <laughs> oh thank you jesus for cracker barrel <laughs> Absolutely. but we're all looking for identity and purpose you know, my husband was adopted mm-hmm. and he said, I just want to find them just to know that there's somebody out there that looks like me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a duck found a duck. And we're like, hey, look, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. us. We belong together. And that's the way it is with God. He's like, what is the Ephesians 2.10 talks about? We are a masterpiece created to do great things. Like he has so much in store for us. He's like, girl, get back on the path. You know, I want to help you. I want to give you grace. 
Um, I, there's so many bonus perks for doing this. But, you know, the energy and the uh, just having the identity and purpose Absolutely. and the friendships. I mean, it's huge. And for us to keep, you know, we're struggling along on the sidelines in shame and isolation, that is no good, is it? No, that's not good. The enemy would love for us to be thrown to the side or feeling abandoned, the spirit of abandonment where we isolate, feeling all alone because life might have thrown us a uh, um, yeah, a curveball, curve yeah. you know, you feel like that sometimes. And, you know, you might not be getting the promotion on the job like you feel like you should have. Or the children are cutting a fool and you feel like your health is failing and, you know, bills all over the place. But one of the things when you turn yourself and your situation, our circumstances to Christ and trust him no matter what, that's what I found, that's what I found to work for me when I did those things. When we do those things. We find ourselves in a better place. You know, we find ourselves feeling the pressure that we were feeling because the Bible tells us, come on to me. When you're burdening, you're laden heavy, you got to bring that thing to me. You got to take the cares and put it on him. But we got to constantly remind ourselves because you got the devil on one side, then you got the spirit of God on the other side, and you become torn between two masters sometimes because the problems be all wrapped up around you and you're tangled up. And we just have to shake that thing off and just get with somebody else. Cry out for help. He said, if you call on me, I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know of, you know. So we just have to constantly know that we will fall short, but we got to get back up again and don't give up. Oh, my goodness. That is such a good point because it says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So that doesn't mean that I can do all things through me. No, absolutely It's all things through Christ. Because you think about it, when they were headed to the promised land, they stopped. Several of them stopped, and they're like, oh, we heard about, you know, giants, and uh, there's fear and all the things. Absolutely. So they didn't go to the promised land, and they missed the whole thing yeah. if they had just had the faith, right? Yes. God didn't say that, you know, when it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It doesn't mean that whatever you're going through, you're going to win, or it's going to come out, like, exactly how you wanted it to, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. But it, he is he is our strength. In time of trouble, right? Yes. Um, Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for in due season you will reap a harvest of blessing. If what? You if don't you don't faint and up. don't give up. That's right. Don't Amen. faint. That's right, girl. It's easy to get weary when, when you're looking at um, your problems and your situation. But when you keep your eyes on the prize, Paul said, Look to the hills from whence come at your help. Your help only comes from the Lord. Many times we'll call the girlfriend, we'll call the the neighbor, we'll call the mother and the father. But when we call on him, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, it sounds like it's um, just talk. It just sounds easy, but it's a practice every day where that thing will just flow off of our mouths. It just flows. It just comes out naturally. But yet in the midst of all of that, we're not to be wary. We're not supposed to uh, murmur. We're not supposed to complain. You mentioned the scripture, Philippians 3 and 14, I mean, 3 and 14. And it was funny. I saw that. And it says, Philippians 3 and 14. I said, okay, God, I need to be encouraged. I need to go on this podcast with Stephanie. And I, I I don't know if I'm going to do it, you know, the way you want me to, God. And sometimes we ask God for a sign, you know, help me to see that I'm on the right path. 
And that scripture is my favorite scripture. All right. That is yes. my favorite scripture. And it let me know right then. She real, you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. That's and right. so depending on the inner strength that's in us, he said, in our weakness, Stephanie, his strength is perfected in us. So if I feel weak in any area of my life or you feel weak in your life, God will strengthen you if you just depend on him. Just depend on him. Just like we lay on the bed. Just lay on him. That means just put everything that we're going through upon him because he bore it at the cross. He already got the answer. We already got the victory, and it's in him. We live and we move and we have our being. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Absolutely. And oftentimes, whatever our struggles are, we just take it alone. It's like getting out of the car and headed to Delta Mm -hmm. on the plane and you're meant to carry that baggage for a little while but not for a lifetime but we we pull it along everywhere it's this invisible piece of luggage this weight and we're you know we make our decisions through that everything Mm -hmm. we do it's through lugging the weight of something and God is like my burden is light look I am right here ready to tote it you know all you have to do is ask Jesus to come into your heart you know and and just save you. Yes. And he will. And there's so many benefits. It says, no weapon formed against no. you shall prosper. And all those that rise up against you shall fall. Yes. yes. No weapon. doesn't matter. Fear can't prosper. If we trust in the Lord, anxiety is fear. That won't prosper. Lack will not prosper. Why? Because he said, I shall supply all your needs according to my riches, not my bank account, not my education. Nothing I could do can supply the needs. We've done it. We tried it. We did it. But when we trust that word that said, I who is your God shall supply all your needs. That means nothing that you have need of that I am not going to make provision for. Not meaning that when you pray, you got to wait for it to happen because he has to go create it. He's already done it. It's already done. It's a done deal. And it's already fixed. Even in the fights that we have, it's already fixed. The fight is fixed. So why not trust God to fight the good fight for us by us being faithful to what he said. We can we can trust the promises of God because they're what? Yeah and amen concerning us. Amen. So I have confidence. Somebody need I need to say out there, I have confidence. You're listening and you're gonna hear these messages that is spoken through Stephanie and myself. And you might think that this is a coincidence. It is not a coincidence. It's divine appointment and a divine connection for you to rise up and catapult from where you are to where God desired to take you. And your life will never be the same again. Ooh, it will never be the same again. But you have to make that choice. You have to decide right now. If you're on the way to the grocery store, you're in the car picking up kids from car pool wherever you are and you're sitting here listening to that today just rise up and ask god to give you the words to say to bring people into your life because listen if you have a dream if you have desire then god put that there and that passion and he knows like you might go well these are some of my weaknesses or i'm not good at this or that god knows that already and he has still called you girl he just needs you to say yes yes i remember when i said yes 
I felt like I was all alone on this dark path. It was very dark. But one day, oh, glory be to God, it was it was people after people because I was still praying. People would say, oh, those are foxhole prayers. You don't really mean them. But God was still hearing my prayer. He did hear the children of Israel when they were in bondage, but he prepared a man just to go back and bring them out of captivity. God is waiting for you where you are, and the light is at the end of the tunnel. But in order to get to that light, you got to go through that dark place and just get to the light get to jesus he is the light he's the light of your world everything else used to be everything else looked like it was the woman with the issue of blood she bled and she bled and she bled but one day she heard jesus was coming in town she was exhausted she exhausted everything she had you're exhausted you're tired you sick and tired of being tired now it's time to come while the blood is still running warm in your vein and the hour is now just say yes lord I'm a sinner. Glory be to God. I had to say yes, Lord. And it was the best yes I said. It wasn't a yes I said to my husband. It wasn't the yes to that great job offer. It was the yes that I said to Jesus when I was in darkness without hope. And that day changed my life. And today I sit here today because I am changed. <laughs> We have to get up and write our story. You know, yes. we've got to get up and make it happen. We live one life. It's just us. And we touch so many other lives. I mean, our children, our family, our yes. friends, our coworkers. And when we make that change, it makes a change in other people, too. A lot of them follow along. And you don't know what kind of... You don't know what kind of difference you're making in someone's life. Yes, yes. You're making a difference in mine now, Stephanie. Oh, you're making one in mine, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) My life will never be the same after today, Stephanie. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I just love you, girl. And I've only met you. This is the second time. And both times have been a thrill. But it's easy to go alone and, you know, have the shame, sit on the couch of isolation and just think, I am the only one. Yeah. And it's easy. When we do that, you know, we're trying to push through the struggle on our own. And it never works without God. Because I remember when I was in driver's ed when I was a kid in high school. And he's like, whatever you look at is where you're headed. <laughs> you know, if you if you see that deer in the road and you're looking at the deer, that you're going to hit the deer. That's you're going to hit the pole. You're going to run off the road. Like, whatever your eyes are focused on, Mm -hmm. that is where you are headed. So that's why it's so important to keep our eye focused on God instead of, um, I've said this before, I was in this uh, marathon once, and my husband, he he was in a marathon where there were thousands of people, and I had a hundred, you know, and I, (laughs) I thought, all I could hear was my heavy breathing, you know, and everybody else with his race was like, they were just cheering him on every single mile of the race. There was belly dancers. There was ice cream. People giving you ice cream, mm-hmm. massaging you. I didn't get none of that. Nothing. Like, I think it was mile seven before I saw people. <laughs> <laughs> it was way in the back of the line. Yeah. And John, John was like, I really didn't need to, you know, pull from any resources. He's like, I just kept running because people were cheering me every, you mm-hmm. know, ounce of the race. Mm-hmm. Me, I must have said 2,000 times, I can do all things yes. through Christ who yes. gives me strength. Because I knew at that point I could not make it without without him. Yes. And that's the way it is. He doesn't want us to make it without him. He doesn't want it to be easy because 
we're supposed to be partnered together to make this happen. Yes, we are. We have to look like our brother Jesus, our Lord and Savior, according to Romans 829. He wants us to be conformed to that image, and it is a process. It's a process of sanctification. It's a process of just believing. If we could only believe, we will see the glory of God. Even when Lazarus died, you know, he had to tell those that believe. Now, Mary and Martha, they know Jesus. They walk with him. They sup with him. But when when, when death happened, when darkness come up on us, when sorrows visit our home, sometimes it's easy to just forget what we really know on the inside. And we just need to be reminded, you know, and God has people on that path to remind us. He sent Jesus along the way for them and remind them. He said, if you will only believe, you will see the glory of God. The glory of God even saw the fact that God was able to raise the dead. Lazarus come out of that cave no matter what cave we get in God has given us the power and the authority to be free oh my goodness this 26 minutes has flown by I just appreciate Shirel you giving us your time and you are such a blessing and until next time here's to living your best life hey guys if this show has blessed you the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.